All right, we are live here on FOW Radio uh, on Podbean. I am Patrick with me, Danny Danger. Uh, Danny, are we going to be alone this weekend? Are we going to be alone for this weekend? Um, I hadn't planned on it. Um, uh, no, as we, uh, I believe we have our, uh, our other brother, uh, from another mother entering the studio, and um, I think he'll be joining us in just a moment or two. Uh, I don't know if the Mika will, if the Mika Villas will make an appearance or not. She is always the uh, the question mark. Indeed. Uh, and and how are you, Eric? Is Eric in there now? I it don't. Sounds like he's, he's trying to get in. It says he's entered the studio, but he hasn't. His call hasn't come through yet, according to my. Well. Uh, you know, I guess he's trying to make a grandiose entrance. Uh, you know, be a little fashionably late, that kind of thing. Well, fa- fas- fashioner or late, I guess. Fashionably or, or we're or, already late, so yeah. Well, you know, he's you know him. He's gotta he's yeah. gotta be special. Um, but you know, we're here. It's another week with wrestling and. Uh, I thought we were going to have a few minutes. I thought he was going to be late a few minutes so we'd be able to get into uh, talk about our new Japan before he jumps in. But um, y'all are mean. What? We weren't. We weren't mean. We didn't say anything mean. We just yeah, said that you were being fashionably late. Eric, yeah. see, I, I already had your music queued up and everything. I was ready to theme? play some music. All right, checks out. Okay, let's act like you're not even here. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you now the star of Bucks. Uh, Bucks. A good brother, Eric. And here, hit his music. I don't know what's going on either. Nobody else gets music. Why does Eric get music just this one time? <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're talking about, you know, you know, uh, what do you call it? not late entrances, but um, uh, what was the word you used, Danny? I already forgot. Fashionably uh, late. Yeah, fashionably late. You know, might as well fashionably come up to some music. I mean, I'm here for it, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I could find you some music if you really. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't really need music, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard uh, to see what I could find for you, Danny. Uh, yeah, because you're. I mean, I, I, I kind of get you, but you, know, I'm not. You know, I kind of run out of music to play. Uh, Maybe this could be a little bit of something. Could this sound like the song of danger? Probably not, but let's give this a try. Did we, like, open a WCW wormhole or something? (laughs) Where you have all these generic musics just queued and ready to play? Sweet Jesus. Oh, shit, that was a nice one. I mean, come on. That, it, it, if, that, if that is not the theme of danger, I mean, I mean, it, is it, right? it might I mean, be. It, it might know, be. Yeah. The, the, maybe the wrong type of danger. Uh, I, I've, I've got some. 
music queued up for the queen if she ever does show up. Uh, yeah, but we'll have to make yes. sure we get it. Yeah, uh, I, I did. I did also think we might be able to uh, spare Eric talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, but alas, the whole show started late. So, Eric, we had to sit to over an hour of impact last week. So, you can deal with five to ten minutes of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, That's and... cool. I'm opening baseball cards anyway. So, we're good. All right. Um, so, the Never Open Weight Championship, the Six Men Tag Team Championships, we weren't sure what was going to happen with that. Uh, yeah, with, uh, evil, as we knew they weren't gonna. Know, yeah, they weren't gonna defend right. together. Yeah, so the, with the team breaking apart, so uh, yeah, we get a uh, eight team tournament, uh, and on one side you got Yano Okada and Sho versus Jado Yuhiro and Ghetto, and then Sonata Takagi and Bushi versus Desperado Suzuki and Duki. So. Those four, those four teams right there on the one bracket. Then on the yeah. other side, Bushi, Tanahashi, who hey, we're so grateful, tested positive, uh, negative for COVID. Uh, he's yes. uh, 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 Mr. Wato, who we haven't still yet talked about his return from excursion yeah. here, uh, facing off against uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Taishi, and Kanemaru. Then home now with Kabe and Taguchi against Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi. Um, I don't know about y'all, but if I had to pick a team right now, I would go with Sakaishi and Kanemaru. Um, as in, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, they have a really good chance of doing it. Um, I also see the LIJ team definitely making it to the finals. Just because two of the three people were the current, you know, the former title holders, so I assume yeah. that now they've added Sonata to the mix, um, they'll still have that that teamwork that Lij is famous for. No matter which combination of Lij you get, you always get this really strong teamwork. So I think that they have a very good chance of winning, um, you know. But the way the six man titles change hands so quickly. I, I, because there's just so many elements in a six man tag match that it make it kind of unpredictable. I think that any team has a good chance of, of making it to the finals and possibly winning. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so we, we, we have the, the six man title. We have the, the big announcement for the stadium show in, in Jingu, where it'll be mm-hmm. the first time they've done an, the outside stadium in Jingu in 21 yeah. years. The yeah. last time they did it was, uh, what was the main? Oh, the main event was the Great Muda versus Atsushi Onita, the Great Nita. Like at the, the time. late nineties, right? Yeah, back. I mean, twenty-one years ago. Yeah, so it, was, oh. it would have been ninety-nine, and it was an exploding barbed wire death match. Um, I don't imagine we'll have any exploding death matches for this show, but they are stacking the card already. We get the rematch between Naito and Evil. We yeah. get Hiromu versus. Um, uh, Taiji Ishimori for the junior championship, and you know we'll probably get s- some additional things. What? So my my biggest thing that I'm still kind of confused on is this whole King of Pro Wrestling title. It seems that it's a 
it's not a championship, but it is a championship. But people, participants trying to get into it can kind of pick the matches they want. And then at the end of the year, it's decided who the, who the king of pro wrestling for 2020 is. Yeah. Like, that- I'm not – I'm kind of confused by the whole rules and the whole layout. They were talking that, you know, if you want to be the king of pro wrestling, you get to pick your matches. You have to pick your stipulations. I mean, they could be anything. They could be yeah. cage matches or ladder matches or multi-person matches, you know, whatever you want to do. But – I guess you get kind of points in those matches, and then at the end of the year, everybody's points get get accrued up. I'm I'm still I'm kind of confused. I don't really get it. Yeah, I, it, it was very. Um, uh, how do I say this? Not convoluted, but I guess convoluted stuff sounds. Yeah, a I, little bit. A little there, bit. There's there's a lot to. I mean, this is why you know you don't let the wrestlers book these things, and you know, I just. Let them there do the go. thing, but but you know, of kind of course uh, was uh, you know was, took part into this uh, King of Pro Wrestling twenty twenty. As far as announcing title. it, yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, I guess the the wrestlers, uh, the, you know, there will be eight wrestlers, and there's going to be four single matches, uh, and I guess the, each wrestler is going to choose a stipulation um, or rules. During this, during the matches, and yeah, and so, so the way that, that they will happen is that the the wrestlers will say, okay, I want this match, I want that match. You know, they will yeah. put all their options, and then they're gonna let the fans vote vote on which, on which match rules will actually take place. Okay, so two right. guys say we want to fight, and then I pick yeah. a rule, and you pick a rule. Fans vote on which rule we fight under. Right. So most likely okay. the bracket, that the, the brackets for however it's going to be set up, it's going to be determined yeah. by New Japan Pro Wrestling. But then every okay. wrestler will put out their stipulation. So you know, uh, I'm just going to throw names here. You know, you can have Ibushi and Sex Heavy Junior because those wrestle a million times a year. Yeah, they're, they're uh, rivals. Yeah. And so, so they could say, "I want," you know, say we could say, "I want a submissions match." Uh, yes. And you know, then. Uh, Ibushi could say, "I want no contact match," uh, and so then what they'll do is they'll they'll, they'll put it out for a fan vote on okay. or somewhere on the interweb, and the fans yeah. will vote uh, which match on, they on want which to see type of match in. they will. Uh-huh, exactly. Okay, so it's then, like Taboo Tuesday. Yeah, no. then the, yeah, basically, or uh, what was that <laughs> Cyber Sunday? Yeah, Cyber yeah, Sunday yeah. was Tuesday. what it turned into, but it right. started with Taboo with Taboo Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Gene Snitsky so talking wait. about Taboo Tuesday. Yeah. So, so we're doing Taboo Tuesday in New Japan. Yeah, I mean, because you know, kind of sweet. I might actually watch it. Look, look, we're, 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 you know, with the power you know, of the internet, you, you, you gotta understand. You know, when when COVID throws everything out the window, there's only one thing that works. And that's the Vince McMahon formula. So you you, you, you pick go. a formulated tournament that sort of makes sense but doesn't make sense. And yeah, um, y'all joke. Taboo Tuesday, the first year, was actually one of my favorite pay per views because it was that first year was completely random. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And well, you know what? I think it's a great way to get it was. I don't know if it was. No, because like if you have, have you read Jericho's book? 
Uh, no. No, no, so, no, not at all. He was talking does he talk about, about um, how like he le- legitimately didn't know what kind of match he was going to have and stuff. Yeah, he was like, I had prepared all there. week for Christian because you know it was the IC title. Yeah, match, that was the that and they was were the in the middle of the building towards. Yeah, and then Shelton Benjamin got it, and he like visibly in the ring, he just kind of looked at the ref and went, "What the fuck?" Is that where he is? That where he goes like and and. He he doesn't know what Shelton's finish is, and Shelton's supposed to yeah. go over. Is that the, yeah, and he's and so he like dove off the second rope and did what he calls the flying nothing, where you just the dive out and not catch you. Yeah, that, okay, that that's it. the story with the flying nothing. I've heard the yep. part with the flying nothing, where he just like dives into Shelton and lets him do his finish on him. Yeah, he didn't know what his finish is. That was it. So he just does the flying nothing and just die. You know, it's like when the guys land on his back and he puts the boot up. Like you go, you literally do the flying nothing and let him put his foot up. <laughs> To eat it. Like, what were you going to do? You're going to do a double axe handle while he's laying on the ground? No, you weren't. Shut the hell up. <laughs> anyway, okay, continue. So, so, the king of, so, the king of pro wrestling, it does seem a little weird. Yeah. It seems a little bit much. Um, I mean, realistically, the last thing New Japan needs is additional championships and titles. My thought, they have a lot as it is, with especially with multiple people being multiple champions. Um, or at least sure. trying to be multiple champions. So to have this seems a little bit much, but I guess this is a way they can kind of do something special, something different, and try it. Yeah. But we I also mean, you have need another... something good. Yeah. You, you know, need something that you can play with. Mm-hmm. But we also have another thing. So we fit. So the Lions Break Challenge is finished. They just did four yeah. episodes, and that was it. Yeah. The next big thing is the New Japan NJPW Strong. Yes. And now, before you do get to that, though, okay, uh, I, okay, I, I think kind of want to finish up this whole King With of Lions Pro Wrestling break. thing. Oh, you want to yeah, talk about well, King of Pro Wrestling? Okay. Yeah, I just want to finish that up. So, okay. So, the, whoever wins this tournament, yeah, it's not the official champion, but he's, okay. gonna, I guess, what they call the provisional champion. He's, and then he he's has like, to defend that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be defended the, uh, all the okay. way through the end of the year. Again, and then whoever has it at the end of the year is the king of pro wrestling for 2020. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. So, but here's the thing. So okay. all the defense matches of this yeah. title, uh, again, the stipulations voted by the fans. It's probably a big trophy or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the last, the last match, uh, the last king of pro wrestling title match of the year uh, yeah. will be the official winner. He gets a trophy. And okay. then they start all over again. Uh, in, in 2021, 2021, I guess. Okay. Um, they, they're trying to do something, I guess, different. I mean, you didn't have the climax this year. Yeah, um, you couldn't do the G1 this year. Yeah, or may not yeah. even have the uh, best of Super Juniors either. You know, because no. they it's kind of right now is the time when we'd be doing at least one of those, if not both. Yeah. So it's good to be very interested to see how, how this all plays out. But yeah, um, yeah. it's an interesting idea. And, you know, all right. You get, I think, the fact that it's it's a process where you can get the fans involved. I yeah. think it's what people are, are looking forward to the most. But, yeah, yeah. As, as you uh, alluded to, so we have um, here. Lions the, Break uh, Challenge is done. Band, yeah. NJPW strong. strong was also announced, and that is mm-hmm. basically what New Japan Strong. It will be the host of the New Japan Cup USA. Yeah. Now it's eight wrestlers that are USA bound right now, as we can't travel mm-hmm. outside of the country to Japan. But yeah. you have eight guys in the U.S. champ in in the U.S. 
They'll be fighting in this tournament, and the winner will fight Moxley yeah. for the unit for the point. IWGP US Champion. They'll basically be number one contender to that championship. Yeah. Whenever Moxley is able to fight, whenever he, whenever they decide they're going to do this. Whenever he um, do so this they'll stuff. do this over the course of several weeks. Yeah. But it's um, it is who is it? It's Carl Fredericks and Kenta. Yeah. It is um. Tama Tonga and Jeff Cobb. And uh, Tonga, or Tonga Loa and Jeff no, it's Cobb. Tonga Loa. Tonga Loa versus yeah. Cobb. Yeah. Okay. So that's one side is, of the bracket. That's one side of the bracket. Now, the other side of the bracket, I'm a little fuzzier on. It's um, uh, Finley versus Owens. It's Yeah, it's David Finley versus, and, uh, versus Chase Owens. And Brody and then it's King versus Brody Tama King Tonga. Versus Tama Tonga. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting, eight, you know, um, Kenta in there is is a is a definite. Uh, you would think him to be the winner. I, I did not realize Kenta was back in the U.S. He still lives in the U.S. Well, him and his family, him and his family have lived in the U.S. since. Uh, I didn't realize that. So that's why he hasn't been on any of the shows in Japan. Well, I mean that makes sense now, but you know, I've, that's yeah, why I've you needed a new leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's why you needed a new leader of the board club, with an evil coming in as the top guy. What, what, what was, was was Kenta ever the leader of the board club? Kenta and Jay White are kind of like number one and number two as far as the board club goes. Gotcha. Where um, is Brody? Brody Switchblade is in New still, Zealand. Is he still like can't fly I think anywhere? He's, yeah, as far as I know of, I mean he's he's down in in Australia or New Zealand, so. You know, everybody pretty much went home after the last tour, and now they can't get back out. Yeah, um, that's cool. where. That's why. Also, you know, you, you, Fale is probably back in in Australia as well. That's why he hasn't been on any shows at all. You know, not that he's a, a great contributor of the shows, but he's definitely like. I mean, he's a Bull Club OG, so you would want yeah. him. You know, all the stuff with Bull Club going on. Not that I missed anybody from Bullet Club at this point. But. Well, you know. There are good members of the club, like I said, Kenta, Jay White, yeah. the uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, you know, sure. are all uh, all strong strong acts. But but then yeah, the ones that we have stuck, left, we're stuck here, with we're stuck with Gato, Jado, and uh, Takahashi, Jujiro Takahashi, here. and Taiji Ishimori, and now yeah. Evil and Dick Togo. That's our Bullet Club right now. Yeah, a, a stable that once started as a force of gaijins, of invaders. Non-Japanese wrestlers is now stuck with like the Japanese leftovers, basically. Yeah, I mean, Evil and Ishimori and Dick Togo are kind of are not necessarily, but the other three are kind of leftovers. I mean, I remember it being a big deal when Yujiro first turned up, first turned to join the Bullet Club, Absolutely. but then, it, but then he he never really did that much because he was the first wow. Japanese wrestler to join Bullet Club, and. uh and he turned from chaos, turned on Okada, you know, and uh, and joined Bullet Club. It was a big deal, but then like not much came of it afterwards. He's just been hanging out, you know, being the Tokyo pimp, whatever that is, you know. With he's yeah. a Tokyo pimp, and I don't know what he does apart from that. I guess it's a very, I guess that in itself is a very uh, time-consuming ordeal. Maybe he he rose a fatty. That's yeah, maybe. Daddy. Um, I mean, if yeah. possibly, I I don't Are we know. Getting what, aboard the what, train? Well, 
He is the Tokyo bullet club there. already. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but no, so a lot of you. interesting things going on over the next cup over the next month or two. I, this Jingu I show mean, will be at the end of August. I, I, I will be. I will have to say, look with with um, what do you call these people? The WrestleCon people. Uh, they obviously have a relationship with New Japan. They were able to have a lot of big New Japan names uh, in previous shows. If they don't take advantage of the, of this and try to book uh, the Godfather um, and Yujiro at some point Yujiro together, Takashi I mean, come together. on. Look. I mean, they need that, to have a face-off in a battle royal or something, right? That, that's that's going to – hey, look, that, that – that that's gonna that's that's gonna pop the, the very drunk crowd in whatever WrestleMania city they're in, okay? Well, you um, know, maybe. You gotta understand maybe. the uh but yeah, I don't well, think Yujiro's that over. Yeah, well you know <laughs> I don't think people it, know it, enough that his his whole gimmick is that he's a pimp. He, look, he's just gonna show up looking look looking like With girls uh, on his arm. Yeah, kind of thing, he's just gonna yeah. show up like he, he's gonna look like a Japanese version of the Godfather. He's gonna yeah. be wearing an, a, a bullet club shirt. That's gonna get him yeah. over. Yeah, you, you know, then people will think he's Funaki. Oh, jeez. So, uh, oh. Look, it, 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 it's it's just it is what it is. All right, uh, but no, I that like I like this lineup. Uh, Kenta definitely a, a good choice. Yeah, uh, uh, you know I, I like Brody here. I think Brody could very well make it to the finals. Uh, uh, he's an interesting addition, and I know yeah. that he was he and Marty Skrull were in the uh, World Tag League. I want to say the year before last, or or no no no, he wasn't part of the World Tag League. Marty when Marty was part of the uh, Super Juniors, the best of the Super Juniors. Brody was kind of his his corner man, and so on all the off days when they were doing tag matches, Brody was there with him. And I think they really liked Brody. Apparently, I mean, he's they've given him this nod versus somebody else who's who's possibly already on the roster. So I think he's an interesting addition. And you know, um, I yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do. Especially, you know, he starts off against against Tamatonga, who's you know who's essentially the the Bullet Club veteran. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see, but you know, Tomatonga's never had great success as a singles guy. His best success has always no. been as a tag yeah. team wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out and when uh, whoever wins will face Moxley. Moxley yeah, because that's really the million dollar question. When would you face Moxley? Yeah, well, so this thing will be four weeks, I assume, is from my understanding. The the NJPW Strong will be four weeks, so they'll do yeah. probably you know two matches on one week, two matches, and then two matches, and then one match, um, like they did the New Japan. But this will be only it'll be on New Japan World. Um, it'll have English commentary as well as Japanese commentary. I think the Japanese commentary is actually done by Shibata and uh, and Tanahashi, who are, are actually there. Um, you know doing the uh the color commentary um just because i assume it's going to be out of the la dojo uh so probably the same arena they used for um for the lions break collision yeah but That's it's right, a man. lot of interesting things happening um they're doing their best to try and provide as much original content as possible not just the live shows but also specials like this 
Um, and then the the King of Pro Wrestling, you know, crowning new trios champions uh, within the next, you know, with I mean, they're going to do they, – they have four shows in a row, four shows, four days. So by the end of this week, we'll have new uh, Never Overweight six-man tag team champions. Yeah. Um, Ta- and title, I, you know, they, once again, changes hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yet again. That, to me, is the most interesting about this title is that it – well, the same with the Never Openweight Championship, but we've seen a little bit of stability with that from uh, from Shingo recently. But throughout 2021, I think there was only one person who did – who had a uh, successful Never uh, Championship defense. Um, and I think the first one was – I think – I can't remember who it was now. I want to say it was it was Kenta maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but these these tag belts are the same way. It's just there's so much with you have you know the mix of heavies and juniors and six man. It's hard to keep these belts defended. They're always just change they change hands like every other time. Yeah. Well, that's why you uh, introduce more titles, I guess. I guess. When in doubt, uh, Eric, belts, uh, yes. are you still with us? How are the uh, baseball cards going? How are the how are the cards treating you? They're good. Had a good day with the cards. Get that Babe Ruth rookie yeah. card in there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get that uh, signed there. I got. I get, yeah. Get it signed. I got a couple of them myself. Mm. Hey, y'all. Yeah. The uh, uh, once in a lifetime card, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ba- the baby yeah. Ruth. Mm-hmm. Baby Ruth. No, no. Card. Yeah. There's 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 only five. Some, la- some lady there's signed only it. Ten. Yeah, there's only ten in existence everywhere, and yeah. ten in your pack. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Oh, that's cool. Uh, did did not know you collected baseball cards. Yep. I w- I used to collect wrestling cards, and I had like a big album with those like card pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, the card is, pages. Is, that, is yeah. that your game? Yeah. Do you put them in the pages? Me? No. Yeah. No. You just put just them in the stacks ones and boxes. that I like. Just the ones that I like personally collect. They're in my like Red Sox binder. But other than that, like the only things that I like have in things are like rookie cards and hits and stuff. I have them in like a. I think it holds five thousand um, uh, sleeved and top loaded cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all that they're in. Right now, still working on it though. Still working. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, man, I feel like a, bu- a bunch of stuff else has happened, uh, but not not much has happened. Uh, Eric Bishop on AEW. That that I believe can be anyone's surprise. Wrestling um, on TNT featuring Eric Bischoff. Who knew? Who knew? Who'd ever thunk uh, it? Now, what do you guys think? Is, is that going to be a thing? Do you think he'll get signed? I mean, Vicky Guerrero just got signed after being uh, being there for two weeks. I don't know. We've known people who've been there a whole lot and haven't gotten signed. And I think he was just brought in as this as this moderator for the debate just to have a pop for him. I don't think no. that they're. I don't think they're going to bring him in as a regular person. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either. I mean, um, 
They were just, I feel like they were just trying to get a rating. And, I mean, according to the ratings, I guess it worked. Look, they say yeah. controversy creates cash. Or, so, or Yep. That's so That's much. Slogan. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, that, 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 was, that was a good get, I thought, uh, to, to get him to come over and uh, and do this. I thought it brought an... Uh, what do you call it? a extra layer of um, entertainment? Because I, I really wasn't sure what to expect out of Cassidy in this interview. I mean, he already—I expected you know, him not to talk. That's what I expected. Yeah, but, I expected him not to say a damn thing in that microphone. That's what I expected. It actually so took you me were a hoping to realize who Cassidy was. <laughs> Not sorry, being that we were going with Orange Cassidy versus like yeah. Orange Cassidy or somebody. I, I literally was just like, "Who's Cassidy?" And then I, and then I put two and two together. We, we stopped talking about New yeah. Japan, uh, Eric. You're supposed to know what we're talking about now. Oh, I don't watch AEW either. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it. you know the Orange Cassidy. Do I? Do you? I Do mean, I? he's orange. You're you know about sort the gentle- of orange. You know about the? You like the Gentleman's Club? Come on. I do. I go every weekend mm-hmm. to the gentleman's club. Yeah. Well, somebody's yeah, got to take just, some coffee. Just, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together and think of Orange Cassidy immediately. And then I was like, no. oh, don't be an idiot and ask who's Cassidy because it's Orange Cassidy. Well, yeah. just know, we, only, we, we only kind of mentioned it last week, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's I the kid? Sorry, it's been a long you day. Here last week? Yeah. What can yeah. we talk about? You, you're a working man, Eric. I forget. I, am. I forget. Um, I yeah. So, uh, NXT, okay. Um, uh, good matches. Um, yeah. But the whole show feeling like you center on Adam Cole and Pat McAfee was just eh. Yeah, and now as of t- I saw today that they've announced that Takeover Triple X it will be Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole in a match. Yeah, um, all right. I don't I don't care to see that at all. I mean, the last the first two good match, celebrities. Like, yeah, I mean, look, the the last good celebrity that wrestled was what uh, Steve Amell and Snooki. Uh, I mean, look, she, okay, she no. surprised me. She surprised me, all right? Uh, no. Come on. Because she could do like a cartwheel or some crap. That's all she did. Yeah. She did like a cartwheel. And then she that's did more like athletic that, than that. splash. That's, look, that's more pleasant than I expected out of her, okay? She's the reason Joe Mo got fired. <laughs> well, blessing in disguise, really? I guess. I guess. I mean, it ended up for him. He got to go yeah. to Lucha Underground, yeah. So, so Triple X, we got Slam Town and all that. We 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 got Cole versus oh, McCaffrey. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, Which, yeah. Cole versus McCaffrey. Triple X. Yeah. At Triple uh, X, yeah. Pat, Pat McCaffrey must have thought, "Oh my goodness, I want to be in this Triple X show." Yeah. Uh, not realizing what he has to do. Um, yeah, that it was um, gonna be him versus versus yeah. the man. Yeah. Yeah, go go into this triple X show, get undressed, 
and get hot and sweaty. Get in, get into your underwear at the Triple X show. Yeah, sound like a good time. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe he's done it before. I uh, I don't know. He's a, no, he did wear know. a suit with a shorts and stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently, I mean, he's a fourteen-year NFL career, shorts. so I'm sure he has been to a triple X before. He was a punter. Mm-hmm. He was. I mean, look, no disrespect to punters out there, but anyways, uh, also announced for uh, Takeover Triple X. Yoshirai versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. That ought to be a fun match. Yeah, I think we all pretty much guessed that Dakota was yeah. gonna was gonna win. I think, yeah, I think this is the t- the time is now to um, uh, quote a, a a wrestler we all know and love. Uh, and then a little change for the uh, ladder match for the North American Championship, where uh, sounds like. Uh, Loomis is out. Uh, yeah, to a seems like it. injury. Is, yeah, it seems like his ankle or his leg is injured. Yeah. yeah. So Bronson Reed versus uh, Damian Priest, who qualified this week. Uh, next week, I guess, is going to be Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus an uh, two be determined uh, opponent, and then two more mm. slots. Now, what I heard. Is that after they do all these triple threat matches, they're gonna take mm-hmm. the losers that did not get pinned or got submitted. So basically, the third person of each match, yeah. they're gonna put them all together, and then they're gonna get wrestled for Loomis' spot. Ah, so, gotcha. So they get so they get like a second chance. Yeah, right. Interesting. So that means. Uh, I guess uh, I can't remember who Bronson Reed did not meet, but I, I do he know pinned, Priest. Bronson Reed pinned Roderick, so Johnny Gargano did not get pinned. All right. Uh, I think, who did Loomis pin? I guess he he must have beat Balor, right? Or no, he beat Thatcher. He beat Thatcher. Yeah, he beat him. So 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 so, so far the people Balor, who have qualified. Ballard, Gargano, and Holland. And Holland was the one who didn't get pinned. Okay. Yeah, because Lorkin was the one that got uh, who Took... who Damien Priest defeated this week. Gotcha. Uh, I I like this Rich Holland guy. He he looked good. So is he I one? Is he seen... one of those? Is he the guy? Is he one part of Ever Ready or whatever? Or am I getting him mixed up with somebody else? You you're definitely getting him mixed up. He's uh. He's actually uh, a a Brit. He's, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he he and played Brit, rugby Brit in the past. Fellows. Yeah, he's one of those Brit Res fellows. Oh, I guess I I don't know if he did much in the couple of years he was uh, in uh, in the Indies. Uh, but yeah, he he wrestled in the in the UK for for a couple of years before. Uh, Coming over to the U.S. Uh, or I guess he did a trial over at the um, in the U.K. Uh, and oh, yeah, he, he 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 appeared uh, in the I think in NXT U.K. last year, but I haven't seen him actually wrestle. I don't remember the last. I only watched the takeovers for the U.K. Yeah, because yeah. really that's the only thing you need to watch. 
Um, because every other match in the, in these shows, I mean, I have already seen in either Progress, uh, one of those other shows. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see um, who uh, who else makes it out of here. But uh, yeah, uh, let's Kushida. You know, I think Kushida mm. might actually. I I can eventually see Kushida and the interim cruiserweight champion face off. I mean, at this point, you need a, a big time match uh, for uh, Escobar, and uh, Kushida could be it eventually. Somebody's gotta take down the 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 uh, leader of uh, El. Something the Fantasma, legacy of the Fantasma, the legacy of the Phantom. Wait, he's just interim. Yes. Yeah, because technically, um, well, officially, officially, um, is the uh, uh, Jordan Devlin is still the uh, NXT Cruiserweight yep. Champion. That's right. Yeah, and he's stuck in Jesus. the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he may also be technically sort of suspended. Yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah, gone. <laughs> no, yeah, he he, not... he he did not get uh, he did not get fired, but he's definitely probably in uh, timeout. Um, we'll speaking of timeout, uh, uh, the fake Alvarez um, over at the uh, Wrestling Observer uh, website there mentioning that. Uh, or I may, it might have, or it might have been Dave. I can't remember. I don't pay attention to the sources, but apparently they did, did uh, uh, they did uh, say that Austin Theory is uh, suspended. He's been suspended. So theory is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, his name came up. Oh, see, I didn't see. know that his name came yeah, up. He, yeah, he apparently diddled thirteen-year-olds. Oh, supposedly diddled a thirteen-year-old. I mean, yeah, or yeah. or showed him his stuff or something. Yeah, we, we've. I mean, we never seen him do anything, but we've seen yeah. the kind of people people he he's attracted at shows before. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, interim champion is Santos Escobar. But I think I don't know. I feel like after dealing with. Drake Maverick, and right now they're like beating up on Breezango and doing this and the other. He's gonna need a big time match, and I think that you know Kushida is the one. But I think Kushida may first get a shot here at the uh, NXT Championship. I don't, I don't see him not, uh, you know, not being in the. Yeah, game. yeah, I definitely see Kushida. I mean. Kushida needs something big. Kushida's been floating around, yeah. not doing anything for a while. He did well mm-hmm. in the tournament, you know, for the cruiserweight champion for the interim cruiserweight championship, but ultimately didn't even make it to the finals because Maverick did. So um, Kushida needs something big. So hopefully he makes it into this ladder match, can have some big shining moments, um, and you know, I mean, maybe he wins the belt, maybe he doesn't, and goes to fight um, Escobar. Yeah, that'd be fun to see. But the, the I think you know I think Escobar's gonna ha- it may may just have a, a long reign. Yeah, I, I like I like how the group has been built. 
and built up. And yeah. Whatnot. It's been built very well. Yeah. Um, but alas, yeah, that's uh, NXT. Now, on the other side, the main roster continues <laughs> to be the main Shackless. roster. Um, yeah. but there's, there's a lot. There's a lot coming out here. Okay. So here's what Summerson looks like. We're going to start at the end. And then and then rewind back to the beginning. Work Street our way. Profits, as okay. we know, are going to defend the championships, uh, ta- the World Tag Team Championships, against Andrade and Angel Garza, who right now are on the same page. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre uh, against Big Match Randy um, for the WWE Championship. Uh, yeah. The United States Championship will be on the line. It's Apollo Crews. Uh, it's going to be. A, uh, defending against the spokesperson or the leader of the big herd, the herd business. Sorry, I don't know why I said big herd. Big herd. Is, like, is Frank Thomas here? Let come down. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and as yesterday. Okay, I got lost to say, but let me just say this: Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Okay, look. I understand Dominic is Ray's son, but since when did his last name become Mysterio? I thought it was Guerrero. I thought Mysterio was only the given name. I didn't think that it was the real name, anyways. I, I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. I don't know. I thought I, th- I thought that we said all this years ago, and Dominic was Eddie's son. So, but Ray won him in a custody battle on a ladder match, which is how every custody battle should be done. So, I mean, I sure. guess technically, technically he is a Mysterio since Ray does have custody. Well, I guess he he's he went through various name changes, right? He was maybe he was originally born a or you know given the name Gutierrez when he was first born. But then the truth came out that he was a Guerrero, so that he became a Guerrero. But then after that, he decided, no, he wants to stick with with Ray and went back, but couldn't use the name Gutierrez anymore. So I guess he decided to go with Mysterio. Dominic Jesus Mysterio Christ. is just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's about what, what we got to say about that. I, I like how he's Dominic with a K. That's uh, That's how he actually spells it. No, it's with a C. It's with a C. Is it? Yes. Oh. Well, look, you got to trademark it somehow, man. <laughs> I guess. I, I, I guess that you you can't make money out of Dominic Gutierrez, but you can make lots of money out of Dominic Mysterio. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Vince the kids been practicing or training. I think, I think, it's the only reason. Yeah. Like, at this point, Ray Mysterio is working, you know, as a freelancer for the league. All just, and the whole reason he's even in, in the Fed at, for anything is only for Dominic. You know, to get his son over. Yeah. yeah. He trusts that Dominic will get. A spot here in the in the fan. Get the best training that he can, learn certain ways. I mean, where I mean no offense to, you know, 
the Nightmare Factory or all these other wrestling schools uh, ran by B team players here in Atlanta area. Or what the hell is the Nightmare Factory? So <laughs> the one fall, fa- yeah, well, yeah, okay. they rename it as uh, the is. Nightmare Factory now. Um, of course, and I, I think it's it, it, it's now being seen as. I think it's going to be seen to people as AEW's training school. Why wouldn't it? Oh, one really? One so one falls the Nightmare Factory now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't catch that change of name. I yeah, thought they just it, called it that on TV, but I didn't think it was like the official name. No. Yeah. If if you if you go back and look at those those wrestlers who we know are trainees of yeah. One Fall. They're, they're posting yeah. pictures now with the Nightmare Factory logo and gotcha. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, the, the Nightmare Factory. Anyways, not to be insulting, but you know, Ray. Look, The Rock only trusted one place for his daughter to go to. All right, she got Ray only trusted scholarship. one place. Yeah, they got the full ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, unfortunately, Mick couldn't do that for his own daughter. Um, I don't think Noelle wants to wrestle, though. I don't think she, she wanted. Think she wanted. She just to wants to flaunt her like goods. Did you guys not watch no. Holy Foley? You guys did not watch Holy Foley. I did watch Holy no, Foley, but I think I, she realized after like the first bump, she she didn't want to do it. Nah, maybe she realized she didn't want to do it after she was told no. Maybe she realized that Frank the Clown should be the one that takes the bumps and not her. Frank the Clown. Frank the Clown. Frank the Clown. I miss seeing that son of a bitch every week in the crowd. No, I don't. Just kidding. No, we don't. Well, I saw him in our main event in the crowd. I did see him in our main event in the crowd as well. Yeah, no, I have always fans like a plague, so I did not see him in the crowd. I miss Brock Lesnar guy. Oh. <laughs> I miss the Nets jersey that, guy. I was going to say, what about that WWE sign guy or whatever? Sign guy, like, I miss him. Yeah. The dude that wore the, the white suit with the WWE logo spray painted on it. Yeah. Miss them all. Miss them all. All those marks, yeah. Fucking marks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Okay. So yeah, Dominic Mysterio is going to be, um, you know, defending his dad's ice honor. Yeah, uh, against we'll Rollins see. here. So it, it'll be in, interesting to see what happens in this match. I hope he can uh, work know. a full match better than he can throw punches. Well, hey, look, I sl- he doesn't have to know how to do fists. All he needs to do is how to, how to do flips. All right. Look, that six one nine wasn't the greatest. Yeah, look, he's a little bit heavier <laughs> than his dad is. Okay, That's, that is true. He he, he definitely he, he's like twice the size of his dad. Uh, yeah, that's why he's Eddie's kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so he, look, he's got seventeen days to get better, and you know you can always edit the heck out of the man. All he's gonna all he's gonna do is wrestle wrestle Rollins and dark matches for the next seventeen days. At it, they're just at some facility somewhere, running over the match, move for move. So they got the house shows, it. right? 
No, may, uh, maybe he can yes. go to the underground. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. no, please don't. <laughs> that was my favorite part of Raw. I'm not even going to lie. Okay. Uh, mm. There was nothing else to talk about at Raw. Nothing else happened other than that. So we must uh, do it. Uh, um, hello. Montez Ford fainted in the ring after getting right. poisoned. Like I said, nothing else important happened. Wow. Fainted I'm sorry, did the Iconics lose again? Uh, oh, yeah, they lost to the reuniting riot squad. Mm-hmm. Who needs to be Iconic when you can riot? You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. You go. Squad squad for life. I'm happy the squad's back. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. It's what me love would say. Other one's, other one's a little busy right now. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It, it, it's it's, it's kind of like she could have gone on maternity leave instead she got fired then and now she was pregnant. She should have known she was pregnant sooner. And maybe they, so wouldn't, have they wouldn't have fired her possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she, she would be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. On, it, got, Maria. It, got, it, it got Mike Bennett a few extra paychecks. So. Hey, it there got Mike go. Bennett clean. So I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. Good on WWE. Right. I'll never mm-hmm. say a bad word about that. That they actually do take care of their employees. Okay, now we can go underground. Okay. Um, uh, the underground. Okay. Uh, I wish they would have. I wish they would have done a better job of advertising this. I th- I think that I think the like vignettes and commercials or ads would have been fun. Uh, you know what? I kind of dig it. I like it. Mm. Look, look, anything is better than uh, mm. than uh, for all. Okay. Uh, I like the realism mm. of it. I know I'm a big MMA fan. Um, I, so but I, there I were think like there, cool. there were like the guys were doing leg slaps while they were throwing kicks. <laughs> They were doing leg slaps with the MMA gloves on, okay? Bro, did uh, did you see or I don't know which one it is. If it was Eric or Ivar, I don't know. But they did that running knee to that dude's jaw and you could just clearly see the leg slap. Yeah. It was beautiful. We're 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 still carnying. It's okay. It's okay. I I li- no, I liked the underground. I like the feel. I like the look. Uh, Shane McMahon was a surprisingly decent hype person for it. Shane's always been good at hyping, um, like legit though. Yeah, I, I mean, I still like it when he was like, you know, doing commentary on Sunday Night Heat or Shotgun Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, that 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 to me that was like prime entertaining. Uh, Shane O'Mac, but no, I I like what this could be, and and now the her business runs the underground. Uh, look, Danny, you love yeah. the underground, all right? Not this underground. You love which underground, all right? Uh, yeah, this is the best thing yes. you can get. Oh right? man, this is the closest I can get to Lucha Underground again. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Where's Nitro oh. when you? Or not? I'm sorry, Mundo when you need him. He's not Mundo anymore. That's the problem. And uh, 
when what you see Morrison in the underground, it's gonna bring you back feelings, right? Puma. Um, that was his name, Puma. Yeah. yeah. I could see Ricochet in the underground. Um, and we can bring uh, Killer Cross shoot. back into the underground. Santa, Santos Escobar was in the underground as well. Yeah. Um, who else was in there? That was yeah, in what the about that King Cuerno guy is doing right now? Yeah. He's, uh, he's long gone. Sad day. But yeah. No, I, I like the feel. I like the look. Uh, I find it hilarious how indie promotions out there, or maybe it's not the promotions themselves, but fans of the promotions, uh, get all like you know their their diapers get very very uh, dirty, and and then they decide to get on the internet and complain and whine about it. Are you talking about the Chikara fans? Yeah, them and I think uh, y'all stole our gimmick. Y'all stole our gimmick. Yeah, I just I'm like, look, look, go clean your diapers, you'll feel better. Uh, you know, sorry, get over more it. than six I mean, people were watching. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy the underground. I think it's 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 a it's a nice different thing to do, and you know, it, it I think it's. I think we gotta give it a shot. We got a few more weeks. I'm sure that they've they've done some filming for it. So yeah, are you done with the underground, Danny? I don't know. I'm gonna take that as a no. I'm not down yet. I think that. Give it some time. He'll be down with it. I can be down. He'll be down with it when Shayna Baszler runs the underground. There you go, and she just runs and. Chokes everybody out, starts yeah. breaking arms and tapping folks out. Uh, if that means they will keep her away from Nia Jax, by all means. No, we want her to kill no. Nia Jax. We want her to hurt Nia Jax. We, we want her to destroy Nia. Nia won't be able to hurt her, so this you is know, true. like she'll just shoot on Nia and Nia is the reason break. Kyrie's gone. So we want to kill her. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I don't want to kill anybody. But, um, yeah, uh, look, we can just leave Nia Jax to continue feeding with Pat Buck. Yes, please, for the love of God. And, and let, let, let's just get Shayna to work with someone meaningful. Uh, but, yeah. Those girls. No. The, the underground was really fun. I'm glad that, Danny, you're, you're going to give it another chance. Um Mm. Who knows? Maybe like a zit, it will just grow on you. Um, mm. It took me a little bit to figure out who that big guy was, but it was Baba Tunde or whatever his name was. From yeah. NXT. Yeah, he came in. He was at, I think he was in like one of the, 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 the Greatest Royal Rumble or the Battle Royal or one of those Saudi shows. Yeah, he, he was, was like in the big, uh, Greatest like seven Royal something. Rumble ever. Yeah, he's gotcha. like a seven, seven three, seven four, I think. Like mm. he was like a big deal signing, if I'm not mistaken. Because he's just this massive dude, yeah. Because he's just this massive, yeah. Yeah. So well, Ziggler won a match in the underground too, which is okay with me. Well, you know I me. Mean, it's it's it, it, he was. Uh, I, I got some thoughts about. 
Dolph Ziggler when we get to uh, 2010, which we, we should go ahead and get to it. Um, because, yeah, I think the other ground was about the only fun thing at a world this week. Um, uh, or, yeah. or of consequence. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, SummerSlam 2010. Danny, this was your choice, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. So, my why choices did you choose are, 2010? Well, I was kind of looking at the cards over the, over the years, and this one seemed to jump out at me just as being a really strong period in WWE when you had people breaking in that, you know, five years earlier wouldn't have gotten the opportunity, wouldn't have gotten the chance. Um, you know, this was not only, you know, part of the big arc of the Straighted Society with CM Punk, you know, after he had had his head shaved recently, but Sheamus was on the rise. Um, and I've always been a big fan of Sheamus. Daniel Bryan makes his return you know, after being fired, I really love the whole Nexus storyline. I liked all the guys in the Nexus. I thought it was a great thing. And then they kind of pooped on it and it kind of went away. Um, and this match also features apparently the greatest, one of the greatest matches in wrestling history um, in Molina versus Alicia Fox for the Divas <laughs> Championship. Um, well, okay. Uh We'll have we'll have Eric explain that joke when we get to the match. Well, we'll definitely get to it sooner than later, thanks to uh, uh, th- thanks to uh, the Nexus. Uh, but okay, so this was uh, 2010, uh, a very interesting year for the uh, world wrestling entertainment. Uh, this was the second of six consecutive SummerSlam events in LA. Uh, I believe this is uh, at that time it, it had been dubbed the uh, biggest party of the summer, I think, or biggest <sighs> biggest, biggest yeah, match the biggest, the event, like, biggest, biggest event of the summer, party like of that, the summer yeah. yeah, that was block party. Of the summer was the term they were using. Okay, I, I think something like that. I can't remember. They've used they've used all of them over the last year, over the last several years. The biggest party, the biggest, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the biggest thing coming out of 2010, I think, in my opinion, um, you know, Undertaker had just, you know, been was he was done with, you know, DX and put away all those people. Yeah, he had just come off the uh, main the uh, what do you call the thing? The end of the era, which was not the end of the era match, and uh, we see a lot of different changes with. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, CM Punk, Straight Society. We get, you know, 2010s when we get introduced to NXT. Uh, as yeah, we saw the, the, the first the, the incarnation of NXT. Yeah, we had like the pros, reality competition show, pros, and, and yep. Uh, and you know, it gave first, me one of my dream matches. Chris Jericho versus me... Daniel Bryan. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh. And yeah, a, a lot, a lot went into it, including a uh, a title run by Kane, which we'll cover partly here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so 2010 was a very interesting year, uh, the new decade uh, for WWE, uh, and we start the show off uh, with the show off, uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, with his girlfriend at this time. I think they yes, were already the, the Cougar Vicky Guerrero. Yes. Uh-huh. 
versus uh, mm-hmm. defending the uh, Intercontinental Championship against Kofi Kingston, uh, who I forgot used to wear – did not wear pants at this time. Um, he was – he was – you know, the, and this was when he was still like Kofi, and he came out to the boom, boom, Jamaica. You know, they they, they were yeah, from SOS. Kingston, Jamaica. He was from Jamaica, right? He was coming out to SOS, and he you was sometimes, yeah, all that stuff. And he <laughs> long before the new day, yeah, I love that theme so, though. It's such, so great. That theme so is such a bop, time. dude. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the biggest note out of this match that I got out of this match. Really, um, it may blow your minds away. Biggest, biggest note out of this match. Dolph Ziggler's theme music back then was just as bad as his theme music is now. Oh, that, that, that's he's had, the only all, thing he's had I quite a few match. different theme musics. You didn't, you didn't like the, you didn't think it was a good entertaining matchup? I am perfection. Uh, I, I think for maybe five minutes it was. Uh, okay. After I was able to get the song out of my head. Um, gotcha. Well, it's a good um, match, but it's I, I remember, you know, these guys feuded for a long time, I feel like. They feuded, mm-hmm. you know, over the Intercontinental Championship. They feuded over the U.S. Championship. So now, looking back, I feel like we've seen this match a lot of times, but I don't think at the time we had seen it as often. I think it was still kind of new is this rivalry between them. But, you know, over the years, we've seen these guys fight for, for U.S. and the Intercontinental Championship, and then they fight over the tag championships and different teams and stuff. We've seen these guys against each other a lot. Yeah. But I it was still kind of new and it was still kind of exciting at the time. Yeah, I agree. Um I actually think that on the New Day podcast, um, Kofi talks about how often that him and Dolph Ziggler um actually had matches during like two thousand eight to two thousand well not two thousand eight, I'm sorry, two thousand ten to like two thousand twelve. Like it seemed like every other match it was Dolph versus Kofi or Dolph versus Miz or Kofi versus Miz. Like that seemed to be like yeah. a two year feud, honestly, for all three of them. Yeah. But yeah. I think this was the beginning of like the Dolph Kofi um startup. And I actually really like this match. Um it was a nice throwback to watch uh Kofi as the Jamaican and and yeah. SOS and boom, 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 like yeah, it, in ten off. years, just look at how far he's come in ten Instead years. Of dot, like, dot, dot, new day is you know. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. exactly. Boom and and I, I think, given what we know now, looking back at two thousand like this, um, you you could still see the kind of star power for Kofi. Um, granted, he's not, you know, the the biggest, but we, we're past that stigma at this point. I think you can see the the star power in Kofi at that point, and you can deny it all you want. You can still see the star power in Dolph Ziggler because the guy can work better than ninety nine percent of the roster, especially back then. Um, but but being talk. here's the thing though, yeah, here's the thing: being a work, being the best worker doesn't always get you the spot in the WWE. Otherwise, oh, there's no, countless true. people who who be in WWE and be multi time champions, but they never get the opportunity because. Oh you no, know, I don't have disagree. To have yeah, full or this larger package. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree, and and I can I can understand why people don't like Ziggler, and I can understand why people do like Ziggler. I'm just, I I feel this was kind of, kind of part of 
both Kofi and Dolph's ascension up because within two years, you know, Dolph would be WWE champion, or I'm sorry, world heavyweight champion. Um, yeah. Kofi, Kofi would be floundering, but it was right around ni- the corner with ni- New Day. 19-time U.S. champion. I feel like and he's then, held that belt 19 times. Like 15-time Intercontinental champion. Yep. 17-time yeah. tag team champion. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's got eight with just uh, Xavier and uh, Big E, so yeah. Between Xavier and Big E, and then he yeah. had his two with like Punk and Punk Air and... 2 with, with Evan Bourne. And then one um, with Truth. No, yeah, is, is one with truth. That's yeah. So he's he's like a, a tag team specialist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I I love both guys, so it was definitely a fun watch. Well, so next we have the it was fun. Divas Championship match: Molina <laughs> against Alicia Fox as the champion. Now here, now the joke comes in. I'm going to let Eric explain the joke about why this match is the quote unquote greatest match in history so in 2000 i think it was 13 um with tough enough the reboot of tough enough before they rebooted it for the 15th time or whatever um a young ariane andrews was on tough enough and steve austin asked her what the greatest match of all time or what her favorite match her favorite match in all time was and her answer was melina versus alicia fox and stone cold Looked at her like she he wanted to break her in half or punch her in the face. I don't know which one, but he, he was looked disgusted. at her like he wanted to give her a stunner. Like he's like, "What bitch? Did you just say you just throw out some random names?" He legitimately went Austin and Austin and Michaels, Austin Rock. You know, we've got Michaels and Hart, uh, Hart and Austin. He's like, and he started like listing like fifteen matches. And all he's these like, like, and your great, favorite greatest is, of all times, and your favorite is Melina versus Alicia Fox. And she's and she was she was on the verge of tears, so he just threw but his hands like, in the air yeah. and walked away. Yeah, but so she, so it had been a running joke for a long time about this match being a Matt classic, etc. It's about five minutes long. It wasn't it's about that four bad, minutes too long, but it's a divas match, okay? You know, Melina and Alicia did the be- did what they did do, and it you know it was okay. It wasn't horrific. There were, of course, your usual stuff that you'd expect from the time, but it wasn't a terrible match. Melina gets the win, wins the championship. You know, um, is pretty much the big thing there. Well, uh, no, the big thing was after the match. Well, yeah, yeah. The big thing, of course, is after the match. Real talk. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with uh, with Lakeul coming out and trying to basically steal her spotlight and her attacking them and then them beating her up and um, whoa, 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 whoa. stealing more like giving her a bigger spotlight. All right, I didn't realize you were such a big Lakeul fan. I apologize. Lakeul or the goats? Get the hell out of town. They they they, <laughs> they are who the they are who the iconic wants to be. No, they are completely they are, different. They are who the uh, the beautiful people wish they were could have been. Yes, oh. that one, that one. Yeah, and Mika's not here to okay. defend the beautiful people. Right. So let, 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 let me rephrase for Eric's sake. Lake Cool are the true iconic ones. Nope. Um, but I mean, okay. one of them's married to a dead guy. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, 
But okay, first of all, one's maybe a baseball player or something. I I had forgotten that. Um, uh, I have forgotten that Alicia uh, actually was a champion at one point. Um, yeah, because I try to try to forget everything about uh, uh, you know about her in, in the in the ring. Um, yeah, well, so I didn't hate Alicia. She wasn't well, terrible. She had decent athleticism, but she like could. It was one of those things where she couldn't seem to put everything together. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. Once she started talking and actually doing the wrestling, I was like, no. Uh, but yeah, it was a match. Uh, I, you gotta also understand, you know, there's two things going against this match. Uh, first. Uh, it's Alicia Fox, uh, and, and second, Melina had had just come back from a big injury less than a yeah. year ago. You know that she had yeah. had listening to you. So you know she's still, I think, taking it easy. Just you know, yeah. getting back into things. So yeah, uh, come. But it it was a match. Uh, oh yeah, so we forgot to talk about at the were. end at the end of the Intercontinental Championship match, the Nexus come out and beat down Kofi. Dolph Ziggler runs away before they can uh, get get yeah. their hands on him too much, and the Nexus beat him down and cut a promo because Team WWE still hadn't had all seven members yet for their no, team. They weren't six. Um, they were at six, still trying to find number seven. And the Nexus was saying, "Hey man, we're a unit. We come out together. We fight together. Like you guys can't even keep your." You know, keep your infighting and your egos in check to stop beating each other up, let alone fight somebody else. And you can't even get a full seven guys together. Yeah, good promo by the Nexus. Wade Barrett, always, always great on the mic when it came into these promos with the Nexus. Um, Man, could you imagine Wade Barrett in the underground right now? The underground was. I want to imagine Wade Barrett in a lot of places that he never got to. I always thought Wade Barrett was going to be a huge star. And. Part of it was injury. Part of it was stop and stall kind of pushes, but they were kind of afraid they didn't want to give him too big of a push because he'd get hurt again, you know. But um, but I felt that he could have been a huge star, and uh, he's just—I think he's one of those kind of missed opportunities kind of thing. Yeah, well, they uh, didn't grab. They didn't grab onto him right when they should have. You know, they at, right when when the Nexus split up, they lumped him into another group of the core. Like, just give the guy a huge you know, a huge push and they should have pushed him up towards the top level. It, yeah. I th- find it weird that of the seven Nexus members, Skip Sheffield is arguably had some of the biggest matches of the seven. Just because as Ryback, yeah. he fought for the championship so many times. He fought against Cena for so many times. He fought against CM Punk so many times. It's like Ryback was the guy that broke out of that group. It seems kind of, seems kind of odd. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 he Slater was the one with the uh, longe- longevity. With longevity, yeah. Longevity, well, yeah. technically, David Otunga is still employed, right? I think he moved to the, didn't he move to just didn't he real life move to the legal team? Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah, he's like and he does a kickoff show. So, oh, yeah, he did the kickoff. Yeah, show. yeah. I think technically he's the one who's had the longevity. But yeah, this is the first year since 2010 that there's not been an active member of Nexus on the roster. Yeah, as an active wrestler, yeah. Yeah, but no, I'll tell you, they they 
did they really miss the boat with Way Bear? Absolutely. I thought Way Bear could have been like a top heel for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, and he was crazy. over like Rover with Bad News Barrett, too. Even it was a stupid thing, but he got it over. He as, got it as, over. As it was supposed to. I mean, as stupid as, as every time he'd come out, everybody go, oh, not this crap again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they, they so, put it they put it with the League of Nations and yeah. just to just to you know do the job to the legends of WrestleMania. Uh, mm, and and then yeah. you know they, they put him uh they they make him bad news Barrett and even yeah. I mean even even he made that fun, you know after a while. But you know. Uh, I'm gonna so get on depressed to, on the match, talk about it. On to match four. Uh, this actually, uh, this is just a fun one, you know. Of course, you know we had, you know, uh, CM Punk that you know had lost his hair, like you alluded to earlier. We'd be wearing that mask. Big Show, uh, you know, got involved on in unmasked CM Punk. Uh, and then the the you know, Australian Society, uh, you know, which was uh, Punk, uh, Mercury, Gallows, and Serena. Uh, then went on to try to destroy the Big Show's hand, uh, and this led to a match, handicap match, uh, between uh, Big Show against the Strange Society, which uh, uh, Big Big Show had no problem uh, winning. But uh, yeah, well, Punk was Punk still fresh course. off an injury as well. Yeah. His elbow had been bothering him, so he didn't wrestle right. as much. And whenever it's a whenever it's a handicap match, and the the good guy is the one who's under the handicap. Usually he's going to win. So Big Show does, you know, he choke slams Mercury onto Gallows and pins them both. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was a short match. It was kind of fun, but at the same time, like a Big Show match is kind of a Big Show match because there's only so much you can do with him because of his size. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I. Absolutely hate the WWE didn't actually, you know, go further with the Straight Edge Society. Like, I absolutely loved the gimmick. Um, I thought it was something that they could have done for a while, and then they kind of floundered with it, and then by the end of this... Yeah, it was by the end of this year. They had had Punk as the leader of Nexus. So, I mean... Yeah, the new Nexus, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean... It was kind of dumb to, to not utilize that. And I, and I guess part of it was uh, Serena getting fired. Um, but, I mean, you could have easily replaced her, honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah. then I think she Gallows got injured, there. and then yeah. Mercury didn't want to wrestle anymore. So, I mean, yeah. it, just, it was just bad timing on well, a great idea. The group fell apart, but the point is that you could have ch- – there. The other members were interchangeable because of, yeah. of the way that the gimmick was set up. Is that you could because, be a straight edge soldier and not be a wrestler and like exactly. you know because you just say the pledge. So they could have brought other people in that had similar stories to Gallows and Mercury, like you know, where they and they just said, Oh yes, these guys have been wandering in drug addiction. They could have got guys out of the developmental program, they could have got guys out of anywhere to be his soldiers if they needed soldiers mm-hmm. for him. Because as long um, as you had punk, you had everything you needed. That was what. Well, that was the whole thing. Yeah, he was the, he was like the cult leader, and everybody else were the followers. So the followers are interchangeable, in that yep. in the, the way it was set up. Completely mm-hmm. agree. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but he could have led this uh, cult known as the Shield at one point, but you know, he kind of did, uh, and then he kind of didn't. Yeah. yeah, they seemed to be kind of helping him, and then they kind of kept them apart. You know, yeah. it seemed like they were gonna at one time gonna do a big thing and put him with the Shield and put Lesnar and him together. You know, have them all kind of be this big group run by Heyman, kind of like this new dangerous alliance. But that kind of fell apart before it even got got off the ground. But Pretty much decent match, you know. Yet again, it wasn't great. It was the big show beating up three people. So, <laughs> I mean, the next match I really, really enjoyed. And it's, um, you know, I mean, Randy Orton is a workhorse, and Sheamus is this was kind of his first, still in his rookie year, um, if I remember correctly, or, or he had maybe a year or two. Um, I think 09 was, was his first year, but this, I think, okay. I think 10 was his first year on like. On the, the main, main roster, show. yeah. Instead of so, ECW, yeah, yeah. So he was. So here, here, Sheamus comes in as WWE champion, and um, and uh, gets a big match against Randy Orton, who he'd been, you know, feuding with, and Orton saying that, you know, they had fought a couple times, but I guess Orton hadn't beaten Sheamus, um, mm. you know, in multi mans and things like that. Um, and so I enjoyed this match really good, hard hitting. It ends in disqualification as Seamus shoves the ref away and tries to use a chair. Um, Orton beats him up afterwards, hits him with the RKO on the table when the table doesn't break. I think it was still kind of new and novel at that point when he was hitting the table RKO spot and the table wouldn't break. Um, is somebody going pee? No, I'm sorry. I'm filling up my water bottle. Gotcha. It just sounded. I was yeah. like, somebody, somebody <laughs> take us into the walk us into the bathroom with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. You wait, put some mute before you have to use the necessities. Okay. Yeah. I, I do have a mute button if I need to pee. Gotcha. No, I'm just thirsty. Okay. So I I really enjoyed this match. Um, like I said, it was a you know um, really fun, hard hitting, intense match. By Sheamus on the rise, Randy Orton still there as a main time player. Um, both guys performed well. Um, the ending was a little a little funky, but it kept these guys feuding. Um, you know, kept the title on Sheamus as Sheamus's first WWE Championship reign ended in a lot of chicanery. Like he wins the belt when when Cena kind of falls through a table versus Sheamus putting him through a table, and then he. Sheamus wins another match when the Nexus run out and attack his opponent, and Sheamus ducks out. Um, so Sheamus got the lucky end of a couple things in order to keep the championship as long as he did um, this first run. But it was I, I really enjoyed this match. Um, like I said, it just just can't say can't say too much more about it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really liked it too. Um... Actually, at the time, I never really – I didn't really like Sheamus, and I didn't really like Orton. Um, back when it first uh, happened. Yeah. But going back now, being very into what Sheamus has accomplished in his work because he is a pretty brutal uh, wrestler and yeah. appreciating Orton more now in my elder days, um, I really enjoyed this match. Um Orton and Sheamus were they both hit really hard and 
Um, like you said, it ended with some 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 questionable stuff, but all in all, they put together a pretty good match. And you know, I didn't really care for Sheamus's first title reign. Um, it, it still probably wouldn't hold up if I watched the whole reign back. But this was a this was a pretty good match out of it, and Orton, Orton has seemed to be able to draw good matches out of pretty much anybody for the most part. Um, I guess that's why he's been in WWE for almost twenty years now, <laughs> or over yeah. twenty years now. I'm sorry. Uh, no, almost twenty years. Yeah. So. I really enjoyed this match. I I thought it, it, before I get to all the every all the good comments, the only thing that bothered me is, and maybe I was just mishearing this. Uh, they kept talking about how oh, Red, Randy Orton, uh, you know, has many went to SummerSlam before, but Sheamus hasn't. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were the talking way, about this match like it yeah. was a main, like it was the main exactly. event. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. but this, this is not the main event. So, so yeah, no. That, you know, it's like, yeah, they, I just didn't know how they, you know, I understand, you know, it's like this is, you know, this show has three main events, right? It's what they probably yeah, call it. Yeah, it's one of those shows. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, nah, bro. Half the matches cannot be the main event, all right? Uh, yeah, that's like how that works. Like when they try to tell CM Punk that him and Undertaker was the main event, even though Brock they were and Rock, not the main event. Rock and Cena went on after him. But no, you guys are the main event. No, then why are yeah. we not getting paid like the main event? So yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, I thought the match was good. It was, uh, uh, it you know, it, it Randy Orton was you know Randy Orton and Sheamus I think coming to his own here. Uh, I enjoy the storyline between the two of them, and I don't know. I, I like things like you, Eric. I, I definitely appreciate these guys much more now than I probably did back then. Uh, it, it's crazy how they, they would say Randy Orton, you know, uh, by 2010, had you know already a Hall of Famer career. Well, only what yeah. six months? That's yeah. I mean, they were talking about that too. Yeah, company. So uh, you think about it yeah. now, we're, we're like 11 years later, and he's, you know, headlining SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. And think about it for Sheamus, too. Like, 2010 was his first year on, like, the Raw and SmackDown side of WWE, and his WrestleMania match was against Triple H, and his SummerSlam match was against Randy Orton. Like, those are two yeah, they of the were, biggest boys. Those of the are like company. the two like, big, two big dogs of the company. Yeah. Yeah, like the only thing that he was missing was Cena at SummerSlam or Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. So I mean, like his they they had big plans for him back then as well. Yeah. Yeah. So next we go on to the second of three main events. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Interesting here. So back, I think it was earlier that summer. There was uh, uh, the Undertaker had gotten injured in the match, so they wrote him out of stories by saying that someone had attacked the Undertaker, and that was uh, like comatose. Um, and so Kane here uh, cashing in on his Money in the Bank briefcase of becoming uh, the uh, world champion. 
blame Rey Mysterio for being the um, the person who uh, who put Undertaker in a coma. Uh, kind of funny, hilarious. How of all uh, people, well, Rey Mysterio yeah. uh, uh-huh. was going to be that one that was going to come at us, dead man. Uh, didn't know you could come at us, dead man, but apparently you can. Or put him yeah, in a yeah. uh, vegetative state. I can't remember how you were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, Ray Mysterio's like, no, it was you, Kang. You did it. And they're like, you know, just pointing the finger at each other. And of course, that turns into a match at SummerSlam for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, yeah. And the match was, what, 13 minutes? It wasn't that long. Uh, although, you know, sometimes it can't feel that long. Um, yeah. But well, it was. It, it, that was a good was the big man match. versus little man match. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, was a good big man end. versus little man match. And that's, you know, with Kane and, and Rey Mysterio, I felt it was a good match. I was, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, loved some of the spots where Kane was literally wouldn't even have to get, he would get onto one knee to be able to clothesline Rey Mysterio. Like I just, I <laughs> still trips me out the size difference sometimes. But um, this was, you know, Kane was was great as his monster, just crazy out of his mind. Um, and of course, you know, he had brought, oh yeah, he been bringing around that casket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for whatever reason, he, he, he was, was going to put yeah, Ray in the put casket the under, or something. Yeah, exactly. And then the Undertaker comes up at the very at the very end, right before he can put Ray in there. Opens up the box, opens up for like the third or fourth time, and the Undertaker's in there. Oh. You know, movie magic, whatever. Yeah, and the and the big gong, and Kane's like, "Now you're gonna get it, Ray. Now you're gonna get it." And Undertaker, uh, you know, looks like he's gonna attack Ray, and he goes and attacks Kane and hits Kane with a tombstone. Um, you know, as it was Kane who had well, no, attacked no, no, no. the Undertaker. Kane hit the Undertaker with a tombstone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because remember, yeah, so, Kane, so so Undertaker went for the choke slam. Uh, but of that course, he's still was... recovering from being, you know, ve- from being a vegetable. So yeah. then, uh, uh, <laughs> Kane overpowers him, and then he yeah. chokes him. And then he's able to get the tombstone. the tombstone. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was it. So then Kane leaves the Undertaker lying because Undertaker's still weakened. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where, um, they no. uh. They leave that storyline for now. So we get for on now. to the main event, main event. Yeah. Um, the real main event. The, 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 the final match, the last match of the show, a.k.a. the third main event. Um, mm-hmm. Team WWE versus the Nexus. Team WWE was still trying to find its seventh member. Mm-hmm. The Miz earlier had come out and said, hey, I'm going to be the seventh member. You know, they say that they need me. These guys say they were begging for me and all this. Um, well, so, to be honest, you know, it was only the Canadians asking for him. Well, that's it. Yeah, but um, the Nexus come out together as a full unit. One music, they all come out together. Team WWE's coming out one at a time. Mm-hmm. The Miz comes out last, and Cena cuts him off and says, "Hey, man, we couldn't uh, we couldn't wait for you to make up your mind today. So we found somebody else. We found somebody who hates the Nexus just as much as we do, and mm. it's Daniel Bryan. The and seventh member is Daniel Bryan. Apparently, and, no uh, one thought, no one told Edge or Jericho because they were like they were still trying to recruit Miz that same day. 
Yeah, apparently they were still trying to talk to Miz. Yeah, um, that's how out, that's how out of the loop the team was. They weren't even talking to each other about who the other members were. But um, mm. Daniel Bryan comes in, and somewhere during the match, uh, the King actually calls him Bryan Danielson, yep. which, I, which made me pop. And yep. he was, but this is the whole time it was after the Nexus thing. Michael Cole does nothing but rip on Daniel Bryan the entire time Daniel Bryan's in the ring, despite Bryan tapping out uh, Darren Young in like under a minute into the match. It's that was the biggest thing that irritated me so bad is that they would just well, Michael Cole would just bury Daniel Bryan, you well, know. That was in the middle of Cole turning heel, so because you know yeah, we need a heel, heel lead announcer. We need, you always need a heel commentator, especially as the lead guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that he can just bury people. Well, yeah. The 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 other thing that that got me though, other than the Brian Danielson thing, was uh, I think it, it was Striker who was, was like, hoping Academy that uh, Academy yeah he come for the Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> like, Love it. Uh, like, you know, like we you yeah you we can't choke Justin is. Roberts on TV, but we can say cattle mutilation. Yeah. Well, yeah. So know, the story is that the Nexus kicked Daniel Bryan out because he was weak. Um, yeah, because he he showed remorse for the attack that they did, but the well, real I mean, reason he was, is that he, he was choked the most Justin. Of them all. That's the funny. Point. He spit on people. He choked Justin Roberts with his tie, and they thought it looked too much like uh, it was too reminiscent of Chris Benoit killing his family. So that's why they fired him. And then and, sponsors were like, "Hey, we don't." We and, don't and then they and then they brought him back, and then he's using the. It, it, they hadn't called it the label lock yet. They they still call it the. Uh, uh, it was the, just a, a cross face, yeah. Yeah, it was they cross, cross, cross yeah. face. They wouldn't yeah, they they get the Lavelle lock, lock again. Yeah, yeah they had to yeah. use that name for yeah. Then the yes yeah, lock, then the Lavelle lock again, and then the no lock, and it, yeah, yeah. That That's name changed, has been changed, changed like a hundred times. Yeah, um, but but we get a seven on seven tag team elimination match, which I love because it's reminiscent. It's reminiscent of the old Survivor Series matches. You know, Team WWE could barely work together. You know, you had it was Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Edge, uh, Cena, John Morrison, and R Truth. So people who don't normally work together are trying to work together because the Nexus was trying to take down all of WWE. And so you had, you know, Jericho and Edge, especially being heels, not really wanting to work with the rest of everybody else. And Bret Hart in there as the former general manager, as you know, this was at the time that we got the raw, the anonymous general manager. I think was shortly after this because he was afraid of attacks from the Nexus and different people, you know, that ended up being Hornswoggle, who had a laptop that got Wi-Fi into the ring. Um, yeah, because if at all, if you have a long, big storyline, you need to know who it's going to be. It's not going to be anybody. It's going to be Hornswoggle. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was Vince Man's kid. He was the raw general manager. Um, it's going to be Hornswoggle. So that's who's going to be the real mu- brainchild behind uh, Raw Underground. It's going to be revealed to be uh, it's going to be Hornswoggle. Well, I mean, but, it is the son of Vince McMahon that's that's setting this yeah. up. So. Yep, yep, Vince McMahon's son. And uh, th- so I really enjoyed this. The ending was a little funky. I felt the ne- everybody. I think looking back feels the Nexus should have won. And especially not had John Cena defeat the two members of the Nexus so quickly at the end when it was when it was down two to one, he just like 
defeats him one after the other in like the span of a minute or two. Um, I mean, it, but it kind of it kind of started that way too, though, with, with Brian eliminating De- you know Darren Young within a minute. So it's yeah, kinda, and yeah. then a few min- and then a few minutes later, John Mor- Morrison defeated uh, Tarver with uh, yeah. So they they and then WWE had several people eliminated very quickly. Right, Morrison, our truth, and Bret Hart were eliminated. Back yeah, back all got back. eliminated with, within a few minutes. Mm. Two of them by by Skip Sheffield after his uh his lariat that eventually would be called the meat hook clothesline. Yep, yep. You know yep. when he was the big guy. What did they? Um, so after Bret Hart, uh, Skip Skip Sheffield and David Otunga were eliminated. Yeah. Uh, then Jericho and Edge were back to back eliminations by Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Heath Slater pins both Chris Jericho and Edge within the same minute. Um, yeah. Who would have ever thought that that would be a sentence you would utter come 2020? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's kind of reminiscent, right, of when uh, Chris Jericho defeated Steve Austin and The Rock at WrestleMania to become that's the what I'm saying champion. In the same yeah. night. Yep. And Heath Slater pinned Chris Jericho and Edge in the same night. And Yeah, and then Dave Bryan eliminated Heath Slater. Um, yeah, with the bell lock again. Uh-huh. Way Bear defeated, eliminated Dave Bryan after the Miz interfered. Yeah, the Miz comes running back, and Miz was still Mr. Money in the bank, and he clocks Bryan because he's pissed that Bryan stole his spotlight, you know, in the match. Yeah. Um, and then, we, then we're now down to... Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett versus John Cena. And the um, Cena sucks chance start going yeah. through the entire uh, yep. stadium or auditorium or arena. Yeah, the arena. Yeah, the arena. Let's use that term. But um, Gabriel, they're beating him up, and Gabriel goes for the 450, which was kind of the 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 punk the exclamation point on a Nexus attack. He misses the 450. All Cena does is roll him up and pin him. Cena doesn't hit a single move on him. And then Wade Barrett runs in and quickly gets drop toe held into the STFU, and he taps out. Um, and John Cena is your winner, saving WWE from the Nexus single handedly. Hey, um, Soul Survivor. Yeah, Soul it's Survivor, John Cena. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed you know the way they staggered the eliminations, except. Um, yeah, yet again, Super Cena coming in and, and pinning the last two guys who who arguably were the two big stars of the Nexus at the time because Gabriel was hitting the 450 as the last move after they would beat everybody down and hit their series of finishers. It was always the 450 that was the one that put them in the hospital, put their opponents in the hospital. And, uh, and then Barrett was the mouthpiece for the Nexus. So to have them be the last two makes the most sense. But it just kind of yet again, it's Superman Cena, you know, crushing the odds and uh, and the opposition with that, with barely breaking a sweat. Yeah, um, I did not. I liked the match, but there's no way that that ending should have ever happened. Um, it it literally killed every bit of credibility that the Nexus had. Um, this was probably. And then they the- went on to the whole thing that was, uh, you know, where John Cena ended up joining the Nexus. Yeah, like like I said, it killed all credibility. Um, this was arguably the hottest storyline the WWE had had in years. Um, 
the invasion, all of that, like every bit of it was really, really well done. The random Nexus attacks on Raw, um, just all of it was really well done. And then here comes Cena to crush it all. Um, from what I've read in Jericho's book, him and Edge, the entire like storyline, were pitching for Nexus to win. And Vince had agreed for Nexus to win until Cena had a closed-door meeting with Vince. And then Cena wins. LOL. Um, I, I don't understand what it really did for Cena's career to beat the Nexus at that point. Like you had seven of the hottest heels in wrestling. And then after that, we've got three man bands and dare wolves. They get fired and whatever happened to Michael Tarver. And then, yeah. The young was millions of dollars and stuff. And then we had a hungry guy that was really hungry all the time. And apparently really was, needing to wake up um, and, and then bad news. Um, but yeah. Well, so, well I, I have bad news for you. Nexus didn't last. So Yeah, because yeah. of this. 100% because of this. Had they had a big I, I, triumphant win, they would have lasted I think they could have recovered from this. I, I do think they could have recovered from this, but then, you know, I think what the whole most of the time it was always uh, Cena versus Nexus, and eventually they, he can just kept beating them and beating them. Them losing once at the beginning against seven stars, they were never going to win that match. I don't think so. And uh, I think that keep going, keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. If they if they had kind of come back, and then they would have a. Uh, come out of that stronger, that would have been different. But uh, Well, yeah. I think that even two weeks before this, Cena had a one-on-seven handicap match against the entire Nexus and won. Like, it just seemed like they didn't give a shit about the Nexus. That, and, that was definitely terrible. That yeah, was awful. Like, like, legitimately, like, we get it. Cena's your star. But you need people for Cena to go up against instead of the same six people on repeat, like Edge. We, okay, we go Edge, we go Jericho, we go Orton, we go Sheamus, we go Edge, we go Jericho, we go Orton, we go Sheamus. Like, okay, here's seven new people that you could have done, and and then you just kind of shit on the whole thing. Like, I ne- I never even back then I didn't understand it, and now I still definitely don't understand it. Like, the booking made no sense. Whatever. By the end of the year, the Nexus was out of sight, out of mind anyway. It just become the next thing to get punk over. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it was really the very next night when they when they were already breaking down the Nexus yep. and kicked Aaron out of the group. Yep. Um, kicked Aaron Young out of the group. Uh, and so they were then only down to six. So they were already chipping away after this loss of the group, you know. When they could have had seven, you know, arguably seven mid-level to top-level guys, but they pretty much destroyed the whole group and ended up with, you know, one and a half top guys, really, from the from the group of seven. And if I you would look consider at the group, Ryback and Barrett kind of like one and a half top guys. They never really, yeah. neither one of them were a top, top guy for long. 
And then if you look, like, if you look at the group, I feel like Tarver was always destined to go. Like he, to me, he seemed he was like the he worst didn't of the group. fit with the. Well, yeah, he didn't seem like he fit with the rest of the group. Yeah, you know, he and wore then a face mask and all this. Like he seemed kind of like he was trying to step out on his own already. Yeah, and then Otunga, for for what Otunga was as a as a mouthpiece, he was pretty good. He he never was anything special in the ring. And then you've got Slater, who was who could have who. Literally, his entire career was basically just a mid-card guy, but he was yeah. good at what he did, a mid-card comedy guy. He was fantastic at it. I feel like Gabriel could have been more yeah, in WWE. he couldn't talk is the only problem. But he couldn't talk, yeah. yeah. And then, who am I missing? Ryback, like you said, could have been a top guy. Kind of was there for Punk's heel run in 13. Um, yeah. Barrett. We've already talked about his start stop a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I missing? That was only six. Gabriel Slater, Otunga, Ryback, Young, Darren. Oh, Young. Darren Young. Darren. He was he was good at what he did too as a as a comedy mid card tag team guy. So I mean, yeah, you like you said I mean, you had your middle to top guys, and then there was yeah. Michael Tarver. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Darren Young was also one of the uh, money maker players. Or yeah, the prime, the prime time prime players. Time players. Yeah, sure. millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Him and Titus, yeah. Titus from season two of NXT though, and Not Abraham Washington. One, right? Do y'all remember when they had Abraham Washington as their the Abraham Washington show? Oh, yeah, briefly he was. Yeah. yeah, before he made the Kobe Bryant white girl rape joke. On yeah, sorry, Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, and he, it, he, this, he helped revitalize Tony Atlas's career. He did, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this, this is surprisingly my uh, my favorite match of the night. It, for... No, it was, a, it was a really good match. It was well done. It was well structured. Yeah, it was just kind of the ending kind of seemed a little funky. Yeah, I have no um, problem with especially the match. looking back. But the match itself was really good. I I yeah. really enjoyed it. I th- felt there were a lot of strong matches on this show. Um, you know the top three, of course, being the top three. But so what? The, what, uh, what grade do you give this then? Because of the opening stuff being eh, it could have gone either way. I I give this like a B B plus. It's like in an honor, 86, 87 would Be my guess. In honor of the returning Daniel Bryan on this show, I will give it a B plus for a B plus player. Yeah, this show gets an 89.99 for me. Uh, All right. So, we graded last week. Yeah, we graded last week in like the level, in like the C level. Yeah. We all gave it like C's. I swear, I would have given it an F. I'm sorry. (laughs) I must have been really tired when I said You gave it it like C minus or something. Oh, here's the thing. I think I gave it an A. I think. You might have given an F and then Danny and C, so that did bring it to a C average. Okay, that was a okay. (laughs) So, so next week, unless we hear from the Queen Mika, Mika, which who might just let her choose something out of turn, out of sequence, at this point. Yeah. So if we don't hear from her, then we'll be next week. We'll be watching Eric's pick, which will be. 13. What was your? I'll let you, yeah, 
SummerSlam from 2013. Where I get to watch one of my favorite Brock Lesnar matches. And that's not... Yeah, Brock Lesnar is back. The Nexus is gone. Uh, The Undertaker streak continues. Uh, This is the uh, WrestleMania streak. I think it's still going on this time. I I know we're we're at wrap-up time, but I I feel like we need to touch on something. Because my city is getting kind of famous right now. Oh, no. Um, yeah. We'll let what, 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 what do we even do? Do I even know the Marty Genetti story? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, so this is happening in my city right Marty now. Marty really says, I mean, are you camping? Is That's... that what you were? You couldn't make it today? So, on, on time, it's sure, like I, I was out there. Um, I was Technically, he was ready before you were. Apparently. Yeah, I was ready way before you were. I you just left my dog like I'm not the late one. Do not, do not let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I, I was waiting on y'all or on you to open the link, and then I had to go get my dongle out of the car because I forgot. But no, yeah. So yeah, genetic. Yeah. We're opening a apparently thirty-year-old so murder case. We possibly. Where did you join the uh, police department? When I got that's questions his, about wrestling, job, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I do have friends on the force that know that I really enjoy professional wrestling. Well, and one of them called me and was like, "Hey, should we take anything that this guy says serious?" And I'm like. No, I mean the man huh. did just admit to a murder, so I'd at least look into it. <laughs> but <laughs> outside of that, he's doped out of his mind. I think that Marty Janeri is still going through uh, issues from the super kick uh, Shawn Michaels gave him back <laughs> in 1993. Uh, he's never been the same since. Is he that or tagging with Al Snow? I don't know which one did him worse. Um, but yeah, that, that that was definitely not the story I expected to read about this morning or this afternoon when I read it. Uh, that's wild. There is yeah. an maybe ongoing he, investigation, though. Maybe know, he thought of him saying that with. You know, would stop making sound like a creeper that he is for hitting on underage girls, for wanting to fuck his daughter. You know, by saying, "Hey, you know, I was abused or almost abused, but you know, you've never heard of the person ever again, did you? Nope, I was not gonna be a victim." So, from from what I know about where all of this is placed, if if Janetti was a thirteen year old boy. And he killed an adult male at Victory Lanes uh, and then drug him to a river. That was about the nearest. Was there a van then by the river? That's the, that's the real question. Well, well, the thing is, is from that, from that bowling alley to the river bank was about a mile and a half away. So a 13-year-old boy dragging a dead body for a mile and a half through um, – you know, businesses and neighborhoods, like... With no one noticing. With no one noticing. Kind of, kind of, I don't know. Unless there was somebody with him that he's not saying or whatever. But 
I, I guess the truth will come out eventually. I mean, I don't – yet again, I – not – coming from Janetti, I would not be surprised if this whole thing is made up just to get attention. Coming from Janetti, I would not be surprised to find out so much of this is, is just kind of BS just because he's trying to get people to pay attention to him. Like that's my biggest thing is if this happened – you may not, you know, 30 years old, you may not be able to ever get a true answer. There may, there, you know, any kind of clues or any kind of evidence apart from his word will be, you know, are, are almost second, you know, almost impossible to find. So what's the point of him talking about it now it, to bring attention to himself, whether it happened or not? The point is for people to pay attention to Marty Gennetti. And it worked. Yeah, I guess. The the, the wrong kind of attention. It has worked for the time being. Yeah. I would have never thought to expect that as something that I would read, honestly. Like, it was... I had to reread it a couple of times. I was like, are you... A, why the hell would you post that on Facebook? And B... What the fuck, Janetti? <laughs> like, mm. I and it did it did produce a good meme. I saw a meme that said that the police raided Marty Janetti's house, found uh, Sean Michael's smile that he's lost since 1997. Uh, I, I thought yeah. that was pretty and then, funny. Mm-hmm. And then New Jack's like retweeting all this stuff, and he's just like, "Hell yeah, you tell him, Janetti. <laughs> like, I killed somebody oh. too." Let me tell you about the times I killed somebody, homie. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I love New Jack, though. I don't like Janetti, but I love New Jack. No. But yeah, I just I just wanted to say something about that because I thought it was pretty funny. It, it's, it's definitely uh, interesting. It's but sad. We'll see. It's, it, it is. I, I remember when I saw... Um, Genetti for one of those Cynic City events. Might have been SCI, but I can't remember. Uh, you know, he stumbles, you know, in, I mean, not, not stumbling, but he's just, he's, you know, you can often tell his body has seen better days. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I feel, I feel for the guy, but hey, hopefully sure. this may be, uh, maybe he's into yoga. Uh, He's not that far from uh, the D- the DDP recovery house, or he calls it. Yeah, we're about two hours yeah. away from the DDPY so, performance center. So, you know, maybe DDP can, you know, can help uh, show him the, a different type of bang. Uh, if only but, Sean yeah. would have never kicked him through the window, we would have never, none of this would have ever happened. Look, yeah. you know. Uh, that that's what you do to the people who hold you back, though. Super kick them. Uh, but now look. Uh, I I kind of miss kind of our Thursdays. Uh, you know we, we you know we have four Thursday in August, but I kind of didn't realize we we had five Thursdays in July. So it, we 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 kind of started the summer something a week early. Uh, looking back at the uh, a calendar, but I'm gonna say that that was by design because. On the last Thursday of this month, 
we're not going to review an old SummerSlam because we'll get the chance to review this year's SummerSlam uh, happening. So it kind of works out. Uh, it, it was my plan all along, but uh, yeah, that's what's happening. But, you know, kind of talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the, uh, the Jingo show, it made me kind of look at this card from, what, 21 years ago and... Uh, uh, it, look, you got Otani and Takeiwa versus El Samurai and Liger, uh, Tenson and Kujira as NWO Japan, uh, teaming up, uh, Don Fry versus Scott Norton, Chono versus Hashimoto, and come on, who doesn't like a good old no robes explosive bar wire barricade explosive landmine double hell death match? With Muta and Nita. Uh, so, for November, uh, it's going to be a November to remember because we're just going to we're gonna pick random shows, I think. I think we're not going to have a specific theme. I think for November, we'll, we know, we'll, we'll just be thankful for pro wrestling and we'll all just pick a, a show out of nowhere. And I'm going to start with November? In the, uh, did I say November? I meant September. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, what happened to September and October? <laughs> I know. It's like, why are we planning? Look, I'm ready. Advance? I'm ready to get 2020 over with just as much as the next guy. But, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen. In Peruvian calendars, do not count uh, August, you know, September and October. All right, that's uh, <laughs> the Incan calendar I was looking at. But uh, uh, yeah, September, September. Uh, I think I think that'll be a fun thing to just. Uh, pick a random show out of nowhere, and, and I'm gonna pick that one. And uh, hopefully, it'll be on uh, the New Japan machine or somewhere else. It'll be as long as we can find it. Uh, we'll we'll try to watch that one because it it, it, it looks like it banked pretty good, and I, you know it's been a long long time since it's happened. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it'll definitely be interesting. But yeah, that's it for tonight. Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, 2013 coming up next week, and uh, you know, uh, maybe an update on uh, the the drama that is Marginetti and uh, more on the underground. Uh, we may not have Lucha, but we have the underground, Danny. Uh, so be uh, thankful, uh, you know, better than nothing. Uh, and we can see what happens to Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, because she was attacked slash kidnapped by the fiend. Uh, look, you know, she she she's the goddess of the of the WWE for a reason. Uh, she too can overcome, um, as we will overcome another week next week. So check us out. Uh, subscribe on uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, whatever you listen to, Google Play. Uh, even though Google Play is going away, uh, we'll still is be it? on Google. Yeah, they said something, but. Uh, I, I we, we gotta switch the show around a little bit, but then also make sure you check us out on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. It's where we're at. Uh, Danny's on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Mika, who's not here, uh, is uh, at Mika Villas, and Eric is at EJ423X. Right, that I always forget where the X is, uh, but. I think I got it right that time. And I am at Yellowman PA. And until next time, keep watching 
wrestling. 